0: Welcome to the Fearfully Fierce podcast. If this is your first time hanging out with me, I am so glad you stopped by. I really think you're going to get something out of this podcast. And if you've been hanging out with me for a while, welcome back friend. I'm glad you're here. I can't wait to hang out with you again today. My name is Caitlin Stratt and I am an entrepreneur, a teacher, a special educator, and really all around giver of good vibes. Here on the podcast, I like to talk about what's on my heart, What I've learned in my business and things that you guys have told me you want to hear about and ways you can do that connecting with me on social media, leaving a review, writing me an email, all ways that we can bring the things you guys want to talk about right onto the podcast and same with people. I like to bring on people that fit right into that niche that we're trying to create and that are going to bring a lot of value to your lives. And that's done by their stories, by their careers, by their journeys, so that you guys can hear that it doesn't matter where you are in your life and what you're walking through, you can, you can get to those dreams, friend. You can, you can build that empire. You can reach those goals. You just kinda gotta dig in and hear from some other people who have done it and take away the little nuggets that they found along the way and implement them into your own story. So, we're going to get into today's episode. It's going to have a ton of great information, and I really hope you enjoy it.
1: Yay! Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for your patience with me. too.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. No worries. I know back to school can be crazy and I am very blessed to not be in that world yet. So I have a lot of sympathy and support and all of the good vibes going towards everybody living that life right now.
1: Well, thank you. So welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you would have me. Oh, I am so Super
0: excited for today. So I think I think we just got to get right into it. So I want you to tell everybody who you are and what you do, what you did before you do now, and just kind of give us the rundown of what you're all about.
1: So my name is Christina, and I am a wife. I'm a mom of two daughters, and they're both in school right now. And I'm a goddess with Athena's Home Novelties. Um, Athena's is a direct selling uh, company, and they provide... They offer uh, spa products and bath and body, um, aromatherapy, as well as bedroom items. So adults-only toys, uh, good stuff like that. So before I was doing Athena's, um, I was a stay-at-home mom with my kids, and I was loving it. I was happily married then, still am now. Um, Loved being a mom. It was just I needed to get out of my house. I needed some, um, some me time. I needed to reclaim my individual identity and I knew I couldn't sell Tupperware. I couldn't sell like jewelry. You know, I like those things, but I'm not passionate about them. So I said, sex toys, that's it. That's what (laughs) I'm all about. (laughs) So that's that's how I got started. (laughs) Okay.
0: So I have so many questions as I'm sure, Just about everybody probably does for you. So I'm just going to try and organize them and get them all out. So there are so many different options, right, for, you know, if you are a mom or if you're in the corporate world or a teacher, wherever you might be, and you kind of feel yourself needing something for you. You know, there's a lot of things out there. Absolutely. how did you kind of land with Athena's? You know, had you had a friend who had a party? Had you tried the products before and loved it and wanted to do the other side? Had you just always loved sex toys and figured, hey, I'm just going to sell these to all my friends now?
1: I mean, I think it was a little bit of all that. Um, but the, I would say the two most um, defining moments, I guess, um, I did attend a sex toy party. It wasn't an Athena's party on um, the company had since gone out of business, but actually six years prior to when I decided to jump into the direct sales thing, um, I had been to a sex toy party. It was um, a coworker of my husband hosted it. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally down. Like I was so excited. Um, and so when I was thinking about, you know, doing the direct sales, the work from home on my own schedule thing, um, I knew I, I just loved the education piece that this particular rep brought to her party. Um so I was really lucky to have because a lot of no matter what company you're with or what product it is, it's all about the rep and how they, you know, present and what they bring to the table. So I was really fortunate um to have gone to a party with a really great rep who was great with education and um so there was that and then I had gone, at one point I had gone to, (laughs) I had gone to off the bat, one of my close friends approached me and she was like, you know, I bought three vibrators online and I've thrown them all in the trash. And I was immediately horrified because I was like, (laughs) oh my God, how much money did you have to spend to find out that you hated those? Um, so she was like, I really, I want to get something, but I, I, I'm done ordering online. Like, will you come to the sex toy store with me? And I was like, of course I'll come to the sex toy store with you. Um, so we went and I remember there were a few other people there and, the person I was with happened to be looking at something and one of the other people kind of like nudged her and was like, that one's not waterproof. We learned the hard way. And I just remember her reaction. She was like mortified that someone else was acknowledging her while she was in this sex toy store. <laughs> and like, So those are really the two points, the, the, the two um, things that happened that made me say, you know what, yes, this is, I've always been sex positive. I've always been, um, like, you know, we need to know these things. We all have a body and we all need to know how it all works. Not just, you know, the, the super I don't know. Maybe some people don't find sex inappropriate and I hope that's the case, but, um, you know, we need to know how our bodies work and, Sex ed in America definitely never addresses pleasure. And if it does, you stay wherever you are because you're super lucky to be there.
0: Seriously. So that was one of the things that I loved about you and about the party. Because so for those of you that don't know, that's how I met Christina. I had a friend who hosted a party and she did the party and I loved it. Not only, you know, do I love just kind of get togethers and then, you know, the party in general was just awesome, but, like, you were just super informative, and I learned a lot on top of, you know, having so much fun with my girlfriends and, you know, getting to see some new stuff, but, like, I learned a lot, and I love that piece that you brought to it because I think it is something that is still super taboo, and I feel like it is seen as inappropriate to talk about, and I... So that was one of my questions for you. Were you always kind of pro-sex and just talking about it and, you know, just kind of living that just kind of air around it, just that sex is sex. Like everybody does it. You're probably doing it. So why are we not talking about it and being weird when, you know, the conversation comes up?
1: So I yeah. I
0: wanted to know if you were always that way or if you became that way after
1: so I, w- generally speaking, I would say yes. Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> I have to go ahead and mention the fact that um, when I, I went to a school called Messiah College for a while, and as the name implies, it is a very Christian school. Oh, okay. So, um, there was a period of time where I actually went through, um, I was part of the I'm Worth Waiting For program and looking back on it now, it's like so hysterical and ironic to me. <laughs> um, but very much like, um, you know, my journey and my faith going to Messiah really helped me realize a lot of things. Like, I was part of I'm Worth Waiting For. And at first, I was like, this is great. And then the more, just the more I was exposed to it, and the more I kind of like, um, heard what they were preaching, essentially, um, like it just, it, it just felt so wrong I don't know if wrong is the right word but like it just felt like it wasn't where I was meant to be mm-hmm. I'm not saying, you know I'm worth waiting for is totally for some people um, and then and afterwards I ended up coming out and kind of like speaking against uh, the program it just it wasn't for me it didn't resonate for me I'm not really a fan of their methods um, but that was also I'm glad that I did that um, because it did make me realize that no matter You know what I said or how many skits I did that's not really what I believed I believe that sex is natural it is beautiful you know as long as it's consensual and safe Mm -hmm. Um, but it's something that we all need to talk about like abstinence is like if you ever look up the rates of like teen pregnancy and just abstinence sex ed is not effective like, I don't even know why it's still a thing. It's just it's really sad and depressing, and it's also really funny to me to go to be on Facebook and to see memes about like, oh, in our generation, we held hands on first dates, and now in this generation, people are like rimming on first dates, and so so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's true, but I don't think that sex education has necessarily come any further. There's a whole lot of information available, but there's a lot of information about everything available on the internet. So it makes it really hard to kind of wade through all that. Right. Um, I try to, I think it's really important to put all the information out there and make it fun. That's really important because no one wants to sit in a lecture like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
1: So I want to make it accessible. I want to make it um, really incorporate everyone. I So yeah, that's, that's really, that's my goal.
0: I love that. And so now I always thought about this, like, so you were kind of sex positive, as you said, before this all happened. So now once you kind of got into the business and this was your business, this was, you know, you were, you were providing for your family off of this. So you know, how did you kind of navigate that? Because I I know for me, I I always wonder kind of, do you have to market it a certain way to certain people? Or is it the same across the board? Are you just kind of educating? Are you kind of catering a little bit to the people that you're talking to? How does that go for you? Because yeah. I mean, that might be my mindset of, again, it's still kind of a taboo topic. So do you just kind of blow the top right off of that or still be respectful to some people in their thoughts
1: yeah I think one of the biggest well I I don't know biggest but my favorite compliment that I've ever gotten is that I'm explicit but I'm not inappropriate yeah Um, oh that's so good (laughs) I don't mean to like toot my own horn but like that it means so much to me because I do. I talk about everything from A to Z. Like, you know, I talk about anal sex in my show as long as people aren't too drunk at that point (laughs) Depends on the group. Um, But I mean, I do, I, I'm open to talking about everything. Um, We have Athena's carries a toy for um, trans men. So I'm totally comfortable talking about trans issues. Like, so to kind of like backpedal and actually answer your question, um, it was a little bit weird in the beginning because, okay. mostly because um, even my husband, he was like, "Well, like, what happens at those parties? Like, buy right. toys
0: on each other?" And I was like, "Okay, right. no. Like, is it like a swingers party? Like, what's yeah. right here?"
1: I think there's a big misconception about sex toy parties, and I always cringe when I get to someone's house and they're like, "Okay, the sex party's gonna start," and I'm like, <laughs> oh, "No, no." That's a different party. If you need <laughs> someone for that, I can give you a recommendation. But that is not what I do. So, um, so, yeah, kind of getting people to understand exactly what it is that I do, that was a little difficult at first. However, I'm really thankful that um, Athena's carries the whole Heavenly Goddess spa line because um, I do events at elementary schools. I mm-hmm. do um, and that's because they offer things like shampoo, shave cream, bath bombs. So that's, and that company, the heavenly goddess spa company actually stands by itself as well. So I have the ability to talk about spa quality bath and body stuff. And then, you know, if it's, if it's the right person, if I'm getting the right vibe from them, absolutely no pun intended. um, You know, I'll be like, you know, I also do this other thing through the company (laughs) And then it kind of, you know, goes from there. Of course, like you were saying, the way that I met you, sometimes they just meet people at parties and they want to host their own party. They have their group of friends that they want to get together in their home. Um, But I mean, I did a networking event. I attended a networking event last night and I spoke for 10 minutes. I talked about using lube, about the um, structure of the clitoris and about, you know, using toys for external use. And that was a group that, I mean, these are women from all different professions. It was definitely not a, you know, it wasn't meant to be like a sex networking event. Right. Networking event. So I'm really open and willing to talk to anyone about, you know, the things that I have in my arsenal. And if it's something I don't have enough knowledge about, I'm more than happy. Athena says a great work network of people um some who are actually currently in the sex ed field so if I don't have the answer I definitely have someone right behind me who does and that's that's a huge part of what I do
0: oh yeah for sure I think that's a big part of network marketing in general it's also that you have a a knowledge yourself that you want to share but also you don't always have all the answers but you know somebody who does and you can get it back to that person who's looking for it. Absolutely. So what is kind of your favorite thing to educate on at the parties? Because I think I know what my favorite thing was, but I want to know because you are passionate about the education piece, which I can tell from, you know, even just you speaking, but just you at the parties and everything. That's, that's what lights you up. Cause I mean, I feel like anybody can kind of talk about sex toys, but it's like you want to educate the people on what they're doing and what you probably weren't getting before because you didn't even know it existed so right.
1: well and that's you know I never I shouldn't say never but it's hard to just hand someone a catalog unless you're already well-versed in toys and you know you're looking to add something to what you already have it's really hard to just hand someone who doesn't own any toys a catalog and be like yeah pick out something you like like what that is <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um there are and overwhelming. Absolutely. There I think there's like 90 pages in our catalog. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um my favorite thing I I think I would have to say oh, it's so hard and again I'm really trying hard not to be punny here.
0: <laughs> it's okay, all the yes. puns. Um
1: when I when I was approached or actually I shouldn't say I was approached either. I part of as part of this networking group, you can do a 10 mem- 10 minute member spotlight. And the first time I heard that, I was like, girl, if you ever need someone to talk about the clit, I got you. Oh, I got you. <laughs> so I do, I love to talk about the clit, but I also love to talk about just masturbation and orgasms in general. Um I love to talk about the G spot. I try to touch on anal sex in my show like I was saying earlier. Um, but really just I love to do co ed couples all gender parties I think mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, uh, don't get me wrong, I love a good girl's night too. But when it's all genders, it just opens so many doors. I, the guys usually think they're giving me a really hard time. And in fact, <laughs> they're really just like kind of helping. They're either proving my point or they're helping me get to my next point. So, yep. It's really helpful. And I think for couples, um, it's easier to have your partner there. So instead of going home and being like, well, she did this, you can be like, oh, you're here. You're watching it with me. I don't have to try to reiterate this later on. Um, So I don't know that there's really like one specific thing that I'm most passionate about. I just I love to talk all things sex and sexuality, really. And I think
0: that one of the other good parts about, you know, an all gender party, which I want to do too, because I think it is so not only fun, but just like important because I think also in the relationships where maybe you don't know how to have a conversation about certain things, it might come up anyways, or you can even kind of talk to whoever's hosting the party and be like, listen. So I kind of want to do this thing. I don't know how to bring it up. Is it going to be in there so that it's just kind of out in the open? And then, like, there can be a conversation about it so that it's not like I'm bringing it up and feeling vulnerable or uncomfortable because it's just a topic of the party. And now, like, oh, so what did you think about this thing? Like, let's open this door.
1: No, absolutely. I love that. And exactly what you just said. It's an opportunity to get people, partners, talking about, like, Oh, well, what did you think of that? And because it, it can be really difficult to, you know, approach certain subjects with your partner, even someone that you've been with for a really long time. Maybe you have this like, you know, secret fantasy and you just you don't know how to bring it up. But then if it happens to come up, there's that doorway for you to walk right through. So I I do love that it provides those opportunities. I do want to just take a second to to mention that I don't require that people. um it, there's there's another company and there's no men allowed at their parties I don't know if okay the, I think it's actually more than one company um and so I totally understand that everyone has had different life experiences so if you're the hostess and right. you are not comfortable having an all-gender party I'm totally okay with that um but I also feel like every one of every gender should have access to this so mm-hmm. that's why I you know the hostess knows their people best and right. it's totally up to them if they – and if if you find out that it's an all-gender party and you don't want to be there, you don't have to come. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, that's how I like to – I want to work with the hostess and whatever they want.
0: I want to – like, so I think with relationships, I've been recently listening to, you know, some, like, podcasts and interviews and things on relationships. And one of the ones I've recently listened to was around sex and – kind of how often people lose sight of how important sex is in a relationship. And one of the things that I heard that like honestly blew my mind and it kind of shocked me how much it did was the fact that they said sex is supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. And I think so often, especially in longer term relationships and, you know, couples who've been married for a really long time it loses the fun. It loses kind of the beginning of the relationship excitement and kind of draw and attention and intentionality. And it just becomes a thing that you're supposed to do. And every once in a while, like it's really good and fun, but it's supposed to always be a thing that's fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think part of that kind of goes along with like the, I don't know how to frame this in a way that's going to make it sound better than I want it to, but <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to think that there are people who are in relationships who are like being forced to have sex, it, forcing, right. it's not, but the, there's the expectation that there is an obligation, which is what you were mm-hmm. Right. And that is just what you're supposed yeah. to do. So when you... Eventually that can also turn into like feelings of resentment and stuff. So if you're treating sex like something that's just supposed to happen and it's not fun for you. It's not fun for your partner. It really, like I've said, like you were getting at, it can really almost sour the relationship and, Mm -hmm. and just that's not what you want. So if there's open lines of communication and you and your partner are able to be communicative about what you want, about, you know, things you might want to try, like, that is huge. And hopefully, and this might sound kind of weird, but like, you could even apply that to just like, other things that aren't, you know, sex related, like, what are you want to go? Yeah, like, you know, you can open it up to other things, like, communication is key. Um, And I said, I say this sometimes too like i can give you the greatest sex toy there is or you know one that i'm a huge fan of but if you're not communicating with your partner about you know how do you feel about this is this are are you enjoying this then the greatest sex toy ever isn't going to help you because it's not going to communicate with your partner for you absolutely i think it's it's again just like the party
0: is it's it's a doorway mm-hmm. into into the wonderland that could be wonderful sex absolutely (laughs) okay so what are I want to kind of get a little bit of the inside scoop on like some of your favorite parties so what's the kind of best question you've ever had
1: oh goodness the best question I've ever had um I don't know that there's one that sticks out above any other I just I get really excited when anyone asks a question <laughs> because you know I mean first of all that confirms that everyone is listening and they're attentive and they're interested so that's always a plus when you're presenting um, but I just all the things that people don't know there's like I said there's so much information available on the internet But that also doesn't mean that people are sitting down, you know, taking hours out of their life to learn female anatomy and right, you know, even male anatomy, like there are some things that I tell at all gender parties, or even ladies only parties, sometimes we talk about male anatomy in a little more detail. And anytime I see someone's eyes light up, and they were like, I had no idea, or that's why my body does that, or that's why that feels that way. Mm -hmm. that is gold to me like I love those moments um you know those light bulb epiphany aha moments that's what I love the most about parties um and I think that I put so much information out there um I like to talk if you haven't noticed (laughs) um so I think that I put so much out there that I don't always leave a lot of room for (laughs) questions because people are so busy being like, I have to process everything I just heard. Um, (laughs) What did she even just tell me? The anatomy of the clitoris. That's a huge one. That's, um, that's a pretty. Yep. That blew my mind. Yes. That is the most common mind blowing moment that I see at parties. Um, and I love when. Women in their six, you know, fifties and sixties. I walk in and they look at me like, "Oh, hey, oh, are you gonna try to teach me something? You're so cute." And then, yep. And they're like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> by the end of it, they're like, "I had no idea." So, I mean, that's not everybody, but I do love when that happens.
0: Just a little, you know, kind of dust off your shoulder there, like, "Yep, <laughs> I told you,
1: I got this."
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm sure you've had some really funny moments at parties. I feel like especially maybe some all-gender parties, things have gotten fun with the guys. So do you have any moments that like, or, or like just kind of like you just laugh? I mean, we laughed at the party, so I can only imagine. But are there some that stick out to you?
1: So yes, at one off the top <laughs> of my head, um, I talk about a sleeve, a cock sleeve, and I usually wear a strap on when I demonstrate it. yep and one of the guys at the party kind of like it was a good time it was a good party they there were a few guys in the room and they were um they were having fun but they were definitely like getting a little rowdy but not being rude (laughs) it like it was okay um so I'm wearing my strap on and one of the guys comes over and he's got his crotch in front of my strap on and he's like hey guys (laughs) this is called docking and I was like oh I don't I don't even know how to respond right (laughs) now. So I think I just died laughing and (laughs) just kind of transitioned into the next thing. Right?
0: It's like, okay, and so this is our next
1: item. Yeah, (laughs) that and then a couple times, actually more often than I think I would like, um, I'll start talking about something and if for some reason it's something that I don't have a demo version of, the the hostess will be like oh i have one upstairs do you want me to go get it? and i'm like no 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 that that's that is okay yep that's for you i appreciate that you were willing to share with everybody but you just keep that right up there it's okay uh
0: yep nope you you don't we don't need to t- touch that
1: no nope. all my toys no. are virgins that's how i like to show my toys <laughs>
0: Okay, and what is your, okay, if you could pick one off the top of your head right now, sex tip for everybody that everybody should know.
1: Communicate with your partner is absolutely the number one tip. Um, You know, body language is really helpful, um, but not everyone has the same body language either. So it's really important to verbalize things. I know it's really really difficult, um, especially if you're uncomfortable or if you know that your partner's uncomfortable verbalizing those things. But we're not mind readers. You know, I can there are certain instances where someone's really loving something and you can accurately <laughs> tell. But then there are those kind of gray areas in the middle where you're like, I'm not really sure if they're into this. And sometimes even if it's really difficult, you just have to stop and you have to say like, Hey, how do you feel about this? How, like, are you enjoying this? Is Or even afterwards, is this something that you'd like to do again? Um, you can't just assume that, you know, that's really a conversation that you have to have out loud with your partner. Um, so that's You know, that's the number one thing. And, of course, I have to throw in there that the clitoris has (laughs) legs. That's, you know, that's a little nugget. Yep. You know, I don't have a diagram. I I can't show everyone the diagram via podcast. But you should totally look up the diagram of a clit, is all I'm saying. Because everyone should know that. And
0: for a visual that, you know, I just now think of ever since this party, the Lorax. Think of the Lorax. (laughs) Because that's what I think of now. (gasps) Oh,
1: that's great. I love that. (laughs) that And the wishbone. Those are the two that I get the most often.
0: So what are some tips that you can give? Because I think communication is the biggest tip. I think in just relationships in general, which then is kind of just a, a subset going into sex. But I think that can be really, really hard, especially for women who are kind of feeling uncomfortable and vulnerable and don't want to offend their partner or don't know how to express in the right way. So what are some maybe kind of tips to have on getting a little bit more comfortable on making it seem not so harsh towards the other person, maybe if they don't like something they're doing, but they don't want to hurt their feelings they're kind of just some tips to kind of open that conversation and make it as smooth as possible.
1: So I think that faking it is probably one of the biggest injustices that people, and not even just women, but mo I feel like it's mostly women. Um, just don't fake it, like be honest. And again, I know that's really hard, but it, there's no, there's no other way to do it. If you don't like something um, and if you come at it from a place of, Hey, you know, I know that, this is something we've been doing and I've never said anything before but you know maybe that's how you need to approach it if that's the case um but it's just being honest because if you keep you know, if you just put on this whole farce and like oh this is the best you're not doing yourself any favors and then again those things can lead to resentment and how awful for your partner when they had no idea that this is something that you weren't into Um,
0: Right, exactly. It's
1: not, it's not fair to them. So there's no, there's no magic segue, you know, there's no um, magic words that I can tell anybody as far as how to get comfortable approaching your partner. It's really just a, it's a practice thing. You know, start, start small, even if you're not ready to tell your partner that, you know, you don't like that flying lotus move that he tried or whatever, you know, like, you know, start with something smaller than that it, on a day-to-day level like you know what? I know we go to this certain restaurant every day for lunch but like I'm really not feeling that right now just that willingness to be open and honest with your partner is is the most important thing
0: oh I think that's a great idea actually and that's one I didn't really I do but I don't really think of as kind of like build up to it if it's too kind of overwhelming for you like okay like try it Oh, I don't really want to watch this TV show right now or No, exactly. Oh, let's do this instead of this now and Oh, well, how about I choose what we're going to do or how about you you choose this time and just kind of build up your confidence a little bit. I think that's a great idea.
1: Yes.
0: Okay. So, everybody I have on the podcast, I ask them five questions that I just like to know about other people and so it's really just for me, but it's fun to share it too. So, <laughs> If you could meet one person, who would it be? Oh, dead or
1: alive? Dead or alive? Okay. Oh my goodness. Oh. <gasps> <gasps> oh. Oh, this is okay. Sorry, I don't mean to like just sit here and <laughs> own any decision. Like that's awkward. <laughs> I mean, it's fitting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Well, someone the other day posted a picture of sue from sex talk with sue and i feel really awful that i can't remember like her official like her first oh my name. gosh
0: yes i remember hearing about that show when i was in like middle school
1: yes so, so you were making me feel old right now although i so that, sorry <laughs> no, I think that was actually slightly before my time too but i was also that kid who was like staying up past their bedtime on their tv like oh what's on late night tv like awesome um so probably sue total trailblazer um because I wouldn't be able to do this, you know, if it weren't for people like her who were leading the way in the field and, and sharing this kind of information. Um, so I love that. She would be one. Um, oh, oh, and this is kind of random, um, but Neil deGrasse Tyson, <laughs> who is an Just really? Yes. I don't know, like super random, but I do love, I love learning just in general. Um, and while I'm not really into astrophysics, anything, I just, (laughs) the way he approaches science really just in general, I love the scientific method and, um, my bachelor's in psych is a bachelor's of science. And it's like, because that was just, I love that part of it, like statistics and sociology and social experiments. I'm like, yeah. So I love the way that NDT just approaches science in general um so he would be he would be another one we are on two ends of the spectrum there you can throw
0: statistics right on over to you because (laughs) I don't even know what I'm looking at so that's good that there are people like you in the world who want all of that I don't (laughs) All the so all the give science-y me, things. Give me all the other stuff. You can talk to me. We can do maybe some, like, skits or role-play. You can take your statistics and research and just give it to people like you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What time do you go to bed?
1: Um, Between, I would say, like, 1130 and midnight on a normal day. Just, oh, boy. Yeah. I go to bed pretty late. Um, I have a... Part-time job for consistent, reliable income, like 100% need to feed my family, kind of that stuff. Um, so sometimes, or most often, I should say, I have to be there for like 6 a.m., but it's really close to my house. So uh, as long as I can get like a solid like six, seven hours of sleep, I'm good.
0: Bless you. Going to bed at midnight and needing to be there at up at six. Good for you,
1: girl. Thanks. <laughs>
0: Okay. Favorite food.
1: I'm going to go real general and just say chocolate. I can do without a lot of things, but I, I love me some chocolate.
0: Okay. If you had a hundred dollars to go shopping right now, where would you go and what would you buy?
1: (gasps) Oh boy. Like anything, anything. Oh, anything.
0: You got a hundred bucks. What are you doing?
1: I would probably go buy some crafty, artsy type of supplies, and make something crafty. I would probably just really generally say paint, like paint and canvas. Um, Bob Ross. Like I'm really glad that now everyone is on the Bob Ross train because <laughs> I could sit and paint with Bob for hours on, you know, streaming services anyway my kids were actually so I was at a point where I was watching so much Bob Ross that my kids thought that we were related to him and they were really disappointed (laughs) when they found out that he had passed away quite some time ago because oh no I, I love watching the show and I love painting and I I've done a lot of you know paintings along with the episodes And my kids really, they were, they were like, what do you mean he's not alive anymore? So I would go buy some paint and some canvas and I would Bob Ross it up.
0: I think that's so interesting that you are very much so a creative and analytic.
1: I do. I love just the, you can't argue with numbers. You can't argue with like science. It's there. It's. But I also love creating things. So you're right. That's super
0: interesting because for the most part, most people I've met, it's pretty much one or the other. There might be like a little bit mixed in, but they're either like numbers, science, facts, data. I don't want a pen and paper and paints and crafty things in the field. And then there's, you know, the other side where it's, you know, I, I like creative and flowing lines and you know to be able to have a self-expression but data and statistics and science is very just kind of like cold and linear so that's super interesting that you kind of have a mesh of both happening
1: and I think having that too makes for for better parties because you do sure you know it's got to be creative but you also you You want the facts. produce facts exactly oh that's yep That
0: this is all coming together and making so much sense about just why, how you are the way you are. I love it. Okay. And last but not least, what is something you've done where you felt fearfully fierce?
1: Oh, I'm, this is definitely one of them. And I don't, (laughs) I don't mean to like stroke your ego here, but like this is (laughs) really, I'm at the point now in my business where. Um, I'm not kind of, I'm not scared to do things. Like, I don't know that I would have gone on someone's podcasts, you know, a couple years ago. I started four years ago. Um, but even a couple years ago, I don't know that this is something that I would have been like super excited and confident about doing. Um, so just pretty recently, um, I was featured in a Boston Voyager article and like, I was, that's something that you get nominated for. And like, I never imagine myself even being nominated for that so um just doing you do you live your truth your vibe attracts your tribe like that's where I've settled into now so I think I'm just kind of feeling really overall fierce recently (laughs) I think that's the most honest way to answer
0: I love that and I think it's just so true you know you've just got to kind of live into who you are and kind of just you know ride your ride and you know fly your flag and who cares who's you know kind of watching on the way
1: yeah if if my kind of I was talking about this at the networking event with um with the founder of the girl boss networking Worcester chapter um you know do you and if people don't like you and they don't or you know not not in a petty way but like if people don't resonate with you or vice versa they're not your people. And that's okay. Like it's okay okay to not be everybody's people. And so that has definitely contributed to my feeling fierceness.
0: I love this. This has been so awesome. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you, where they can look at all the things and just kind of keep up with you and see what you're doing.
1: So my website is mygoddesschristina.com and it's Christina with a K um, you can always find me on Facebook, Christina Tokatli, T-O-K-A-T-L, as in Larry, I. Uh, I have a VIP group on Facebook. Everybody is welcome to join that. Um, and if you want to catch a live event, I do a lot of naughty bingos. So as you might imagine, that is bingo, where the prizes are all Athena's products. But I also do some demonstrations, and I talk about the products in there. Um the my website has a link to the catalog where you can shop and browse and if you wanted to host your own party it is free to host a party you can earn free stuff and I traveled pretty far and wide if there's a group of people that wants to hear me talk about sex and vibrators then I am happy to go to you Um, so you can email me at goddess7840 at gmail.com or my number is 508- 425-9587 if you want to shoot me a text I can get you the forms for parties or even send you a link to the catalog that way I'm all about just getting in touch with people all the ways all of the
0: ways and I can absolutely attest to that the parties are fantastic they are so much fun and Christina is just as you've heard you know she's very passionate about you know what you do and you bring, you bring a presence and you bring a vibe into the room that's just, you know, it both wants to just teach everybody all the things that they need to know, but also just have a great time bringing people together. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy back to school to come and talk to us. This has been so awesome. And I am just so excited that we got to spend some time together today. It was a pleasure. And we will talk to you next time.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: All right, guys. As always, don't forget to post a screenshot to your Instagram story and tag me, Caitlin Straub, because did you know Instagram stories are becoming bigger deal than Instagram I just listened to a podcast on it and honestly it makes sense I watch Instagram stories sometimes more than I'm scrolling on Instagram and so that's how new friends are gonna come on over to the podcast and they're gonna hear about it and they're gonna love it and we like new friends guys we want new friends So post it to your story, tag me, Caitlin Straught, so we can spread the word, we can make new friends, and we can keep putting out content that you guys like, that you want to hear about, because that's what we want. So guys, I cannot wait to see you back here next week.